The following was originally broadcast on Northumberland 89.7 FM. For more podcasts and learn more about us, go to northumberland897.ca. And thank you for downloading this podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty, building a real estate-informed community, one cosmic show at a time. Turn on your televisions and radios, and you'll be overcome with what seems what seems to be a plethora of political hearings. Yesterday, we had Canada's SNC-Lavalin uh, hearing of the House Justice Committee, and at the same time, or pretty much the same time in the U.S., it was the Homeland Security Secretary testifying before the House Homeland Security Committee. We've been, we've been bombarded by these hearings, and, and we've seen or heard many hearings already, and there's more to come. We have overseeing bodies asking questions and examining documents in search, in search for accurate accounts and to fill in the unknown pieces of their respective puzzles. Not one text, not one email, or confession will tell the whole story. Using the information provided, it requires experience and critical thinking to hone in on an accurate read of the truth. Well, the process has a lot in common when buying a home and searching through Realtor.ca listings. Not the description alone, or even the images alone will tell the whole story. As you surf through the listings, one of your initial thoughts will be, is this home worthy of viewing? Well, today, we're going to take a look at how to use the Realtor.ca listing and the MLS listing from your Realtor, which is a little different, a little more descriptive than the Realtor.ca listing, how to use those listings to understand a home, and how to read between the lines and and work with the different components within those listings to tell the whole picture. So get comfortable. Grab yourself a favorite beverage and settle in for your Thursday morning real estate forum where we take on, talk about, and interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. We'll start the show off with Snapshot for March 6, 2019. This is your local report on what's happening in the Northumberland real estate market. There have been 94 single-family residential sales over this past month, and the numbers are just starting to rise in anticipation of our full spring market. This leaves us with an inventory of 326 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over this past year is approximately $416,000. During this past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of their asking price in a market time of approximately 47 days. Northumberland County, you are in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 29% based on the past month's sales trends. This means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately three and a half months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system. And if you haven't heard about the matrix system, it's because it's the realtor component of the MLS system. You won't have access to it. If you're thinking, except for through a realtor, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific and specific to the property type and the price band you're dealing with. So what do you do to get access to this information? Well, talk to your local realtor to understand this Northumberland market information and get the information that's most relevant to you because no one, 
No one understands the Northumberland real estate market better than a Northumberland realtor who's a member of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors. Mortgage rates, five-year fixed is as low as 3.49%. The five-year variable mortgage rate is as low as prime minus one, and that would bring it to 2.95% today. And as always, with mortgages, some conditions do apply. Today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And that is a current snapshot of the residential real estate market in Northumberland County. There are no guests this morning. It's just us. It's just us having a close look at how to improve your ability to sort through the Realtor.ca listings in your price range and to find out if the listings you're looking at have a realistic chance of being your future home and if at least it's worth viewing. And it's a bit of an art. I'd just like to remind everyone that the views and ex opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, or of any other real estate brokerage or realtor. They're simply our views and our opinions at this time. So with today's topic, some of you are already professionals at this. You've been scouring through the listings for a long time now. You've looked at them so closely and, and you've even viewed a number of listings likely and been able to <clears throat> judge what was that listing like be, uh, you know, in comparison of how the home really showed. And, and you're going to learn a lot about how listings can, can be because there's, there's many tells um, within a listing and using the different components within the listing itself in Realtor.ca in combination with other components, that's how you uh, put together the complete picture. And when you've seen the actual homes and, and, and said, hey, that wasn't quite like what the listing was, what the home was all about. You, you compare the listing to the home. Sometimes it's not that you're always going to be disappointed because naturally I think that's where most of our minds go when we, when we think it's, you know, much different. Sometimes you're going to be pleasantly surprised. So it can go either way. But for those of you who haven't been doing the buyer thing for a long time, or you have been doing it for a while and you keep getting that sort of lunch bag let down when you view a home, this topic could really help. One of the first things I, I'd like to talk about and settle is a question I often receive, and that is, why are some homes listed twice on Realtor.ca while others are only listed once? Well, the answer is pretty simple there. When you see a home listed twice, it's because they're listed on two real estate boards. So for example, here <clears throat> in Northumberland County, you would hope that the natural pick for boards uh, when a home is listed is with the Northumberland board. And the Northumberland board is, is called the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors. So that would be your natural and best not just a natural and, and what you would first think of, but the best place for your home to be listed if your home is in this county. And so when a listing shows up on Realtor.ca on the Northumberland board, you're going to be able to identify it because they'll typically have uh, six numeric digits as the listing MLS number. Now, if you see it a second time, chances are it's going to be a Toronto board or a Durham board listing. Now, Toronto and Durham, they share the same MLS, Realtor Component MLS system uh, status, uh, Stratus rather. <clears throat> and so you'll s if it's been uploaded on one of those boards, you'll see it a second time. And you can identify a TREB listing because it typically starts with an X. It has more numeric digits and it's going to start with an X. So 
is great when it's on both boards. It's, it's definitely a bonus to have it on that second board in, in, our, in our community, especially the TREB board, uh, especially since Toronto and Durham share the same system because we get so many people coming from the Durham and Toronto area into Northumberland County that it's, it's nice to reach the realtors of those communities on their own system. So that's that's the answer to that. Now, <clears throat> it gets me off track a little bit. Um, neat story that every now and again, uh, I'll get a call from somebody who has had a home listed for sale by owner. It doesn't happen a lot, but every now and again. And, and I just received a call this week. And it was uh, from someone in our community who had had their home listed for sale by owner, but they used um, they used a, used a system called uh, I think it's called Purple Brick Real Estate. Now I haven't had a chance to look them up much. I just had this conversation with this uh, person who who had used them, and <clears throat> and the neat thing about it is. I've just recently started seeing commercials about this purple brick company and, and, and they're, they're well done commercials. Um, it, it typically has um, two people and they're talking about real estate and, and, and this one I think of the lady, the lady talks about that she, they just sold their home and she was happy and then, and then her friend who seems like she's all put together and on top of things says something to the effect about... Um, I, you know, if she used purple brick because purple brick provides everything you would expect from a realtor, but with no commission. And then, and then the other lady, she has her moment. Um, in the one case, she she puts her head into a birthday cake. And anyway, she's she's upset that she spent all this money on commission when she could have had everything without it. Well. <clears throat> We're talking about listings today and going through listings and understanding and, and gleaning information from them. Well, the neat thing is, you know, for this f- person who was disappointed in uh, how things were going on that listing, um, I took a look at his listing because it, it was listed on the Realtor.ca system, and they can be. Uh, they're typically, we call them mere listings, M-E-R-E listings. And that's when uh, for sale by owner company who charges you X number of dollars up front for the, a package, whatever package you've decided to buy. If your package includes a mere listing, meaning it'll be on realtor.ca, they find some realtors who are willing to upload and and uh, just very basic upload and, and sort of wash their hands of it from there on in. But I looked at this listing for, the, for this person, and, and it, I mean, the images were, were disappointing. Um, the write-up was pretty spartan, and uh, it, it made me think of the commercial, uh, you know, you could get everything you get from a realtor but no commission, and, and he would testify you don't get everything, and um, anyways, and so so would I. So anyways, t- listings, that's how to find out. And, and, and oddly enough, <clears throat> it was a Northumberland home, but it was only listed on the Toronto system. And so all the realtors, uh, when we look at for homes every, every day for our buyers, and we go on the system and look in this community to see what's for sale, we never see that home. We don't know it's for sale unless we were to go on realtor.ca, which why, why would we go on a system that's giving us less information? Or we drive by it and say, hey, didn't see that. Or maybe our, our buyers tell us about it. So there, there you go. Um, why are some homes uh, listed twice and some aren't? Another thing to keep in mind as you're going through these listings, just, uh, you know, just a comment is, is there's there's limitations um, and there, there's errors and it's easy enough to happen. Um, 
if you've been looking at listings long enough, you'll have come across an error or two. It could just be a wrong keystroke. A lot of when we upload listings, there's boxes to check, and, and we might think we've hovered our cursor over the one box, but it's actually been clicked. Maybe maybe we had a twitch in our finger as we clicked, and it just hit another box. Um, and sometimes the system itself uh, what it's asking us and how we how we understand it wants the Im information input, especially if it's something that happens infrequently, um, it can be a little misleading as well. So, I, if you're a seller out there and and you're you have a home for sale or you're about to, I'd suggest take a good analytical look at your listing. And if you see an error, I mean, you know your house. If you see an error, let your realtor know. The, your realtor is going to be happy to make the edit to get it right and accurate. And um, and it's not like realtors don't check their listings. We do. We absolutely do. And, and, and some of us who have assistance have even a, a second set of eyes go over it. But really and truly, when we're looking at that uh, upload screen, it's, it's not as uh, graphic as as the actual listing on the internet and and little errors can get hidden well i i, I sometimes think uh, you know looking at all that data in such a, a plain format it's almost like you know finding an error is looking for where is waldo that uh, children's book where you have a very busy page of images and and this character waldo is hidden somewhere in there so you're trying to find the character waldo and then you're trying to find him fast and and uh, sometimes that's how a, how it can be for trying to find some of these little errors um the other thing is when you're looking at a listing, realize that in the description, we're limited to the amount of characters that can fit in that field. And, and that's a question we often get by the seller. They, they might say, uh, Dale, um, I saw the listing and, and I, think, I think we should say something about this aspect of my home. And you know what? I'm, I'm glad to... And, and, Typically, we're always having this conversation before it's listed, but you know, sometimes a, a thought comes up after the listing, and, and they and they get another idea, and and I I think it's great to hear this, and and so I'll say I'll typically say to them, you know what, fantastic, that is a good aspect of your home, but we're only allowed so many characters in this field, so we need to think about what are we going to get rid of. To make room and and if we're getting rid of it is it actually more important uh, less important than this new piece that we're putting in so there's a limitation um, there's a limitation on on what kind of symbols that uh, the system will accept uh, for example if you know we're telling about the area of a home and we might spell out square feet uh, you know, if there's not much to say about a home, maybe we spell it all out. But if if there isn't, we might want to abbreviate that to SQ uh, period, FT period. But maybe we just need those few extra dot, um, uh, characters. And maybe we'd be inclined to change that to an FT with a caret. And the caret is the symbol above the six on a QWERTY keyboard. Well, that would seem like a natural thing to do. <clears throat> it would save a couple more characters, but the system won't accept it. So there are limitations within the system. Um, and and it's just something we deal with. And, and you got to also think about uh, is don't worry about the description because there's only, it's only one component of the realtor.ca listing. There's the, uh, now saying that, it's only one. It's, it's obviously an opportunity to highlight features, to talk about lifestyle and maintenance of the home. Uh, and that's sort of like a story in that description. And, and there's another thing that I think about is when we talk about abbreviations and different realtors will, will have different uh, thought patterns than I do for sure because I can see it on listings and some realtors really want to 
pack that field as full of information as they can. And so we do see a lot of abbreviations. And and quite frankly, me and, and other realtors, sometimes we don't know what those abbreviations even mean because I, I think sometimes abbreviations are even invented. Um, but yeah, to me, it doesn't read smooth. It doesn't, to me, it's a, a bit of a missed missed uh, opportunity to uh, to have something, uh, you know, tell a story about the home. So when you're reading, if you, <laughs> and, and if you're reading a description like that, that's really choppy because it's been uh, jam-packed with all these abbreviations, don't feel alone if you decide to stop reading that description because a lot of people do. They just start to read it and, and they just stop and they say, you know what? I'm going to go to the pictures anyways. So <clears throat> the, the, the other thing I'm thinking about in descriptions as when you're a buyer, you, you're combining the description with the images for sure, because we can't get everything in that description. And as a seller, don't sweat the description and even the images, because if there's an aspect of a good aspect of your home that didn't get portrayed in that listing, do we really want every good aspect to be listed? Uh, I'm thinking there's value in having like an uh, under promise over deliver uh, situation where people are coming to your home because they saw enough in the listing that they really liked it. And if there's no, no more pleasant surprises, then, th then they're still at that plateau. But if there's actually even extra features and finishes and, and impressive aspects of your home that weren't even in the listing, then you just keep that momentum growing and growing. So those are just some of the thoughts I have about uh, the description. We got a lot more. We, we're going to be talking about the more about reading between the lines. We're going to be talking about components of a listing that may or may not uh, be there, depending on the realtor. And so there's a lot more to look at. Folks, we're going to take a break. You've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland, 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Northumberland, 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our topic this morning is understanding the Realtor.ca listing. Understanding it to a point where you're going to be able to read between the lines. You're going to under, understand the home by looking at the listing a different way. And potentially save you a lot of time in, in going to homes and viewing homes that really are not even a close fit to what you're hoping to to uh, see. Before the break, we were talking uh, a little bit about um, the wording, the descriptions in a listing and some of the limitations. I just also want to mention that if you do see a home listed twice and, and one is in the Northumberland board and one is in the Toronto board, and the wording is different, the, each system has different criteria limitations. So the Toronto Real Estate Board will allow less characters in their description. And um, so they're, they're, and the boxes we check are different and what compulsory uh, criteria can be different for both boards as well. So, so there are some differences. One other thing I'd like to say about wording, and that is wording that says as is, as is condition. Sometimes you'll see as is, where is condition. So if you're looking at a listing and it's an owner-occupied listing, somebody the, the owner's living in there and we got an as is uh, component to the wording, I mean, I'm, I'm wanting to be careful of that because obviously that seller... Uh, isn't confident in some or several aspects of the home. It could relate to appliances. It could relate to uh, mechanical components, fixtures. It could relate to, um, you know, basements. It could relate to anything. So 
I'm thinking if it's owner-occupied and we see as is, it either doesn't work or it's broken in some way or it's, it's very old. And, um, and the, the seller's saying, uh, you take your chances. Now, as is, I, I accept as is a little different if we find out it's an estate sale. If it's an estate sale, we have the executor or executors that are in charge of selling the home. And most often, or quite often, these, these folks, they, they, didn't, they didn't live in the house. I mean, they, they likely visited the home from time to time, possibly. And, uh, and maybe even they've helped uh, around the home with some maintenance aspects, but they may not have. They may have had nothing to do with the maintenance and upkeep of that home. Uh, their time spent in that home may be uh, restricted to just this selling uh, window. And so these people have no idea. They, they can't represent and warrant accurately uh, the condition of the home and how it will be on close. And so when we see an as-is uh, wording, when we see as is wording and we find out it's an estate sale, then, you know, the, the, the warning flags don't pop up as much, uh, at least in my mind. And, and that's where a good home inspector earns their keep because you can get a third, you can put in a condition, get that third party home inspector in there and, uh, and find out, you know, more, uh, what you're what you're getting yourself involved in, and and I'm I'm not saying right now that I only would recommend a home inspector for uh, an estate sale and as is sale. No, I'd I, I'd uh, recommend a home inspector each and every time. They, they absolutely they they can find things out about a home that sometime in in their two and a half three hours that they spend there as sometimes the homeowner wasn't even aware of. So that's just a little bit <clears throat> uh, about the wording that I want to uh, talk about there. The, the main thing, I mean, wording is an important thing, the description, but the biggie, the biggie is images. Now, we could just say, and a picture is a picture, and it is what it is, and... But I'd say there's more to it than just that. If, and, and, and my analogy is this. If we go into a home and we view it personally and we walk through it and we're impressed by it and we see what we see, if we decide to come in for a second viewing, there's a very good chance we will see a few more details of that home, good or bad. Now, if we even step that up another another little bit and we actually sit in the rooms we don't just walk through the rooms and stand there for a few moments but we actually maybe sit down on a chair and we we sit in the room and as as though we were living in it we're going to start to see things that we don't necessarily see as we're touring through a room no matter how analytical we're trying to be <clears throat> on the tour, we're going to see more. So uh, what I'd recommend as you're going through listings on realtor.ca or listings that are being sent to you by your realtor, sit in the image. If we take a look at an image, now images come several ways. <laughs> you can get some amazing images taken by professional architectural photographers. They're very well lit and then we, you can get some images that uh, are likely taken by the realtor themselves, maybe on their cell phone, maybe not great lighting, maybe maybe their skill levels are varied, and um, and they both tell different stories. But it it really, I mean, if you have a poorly taken, dark, shady uh, image, it can be a little bit difficult to glean much out of that but still I'd say sit in that image because you might be surprised at what you do find and those other images that are so bright and detailed and well taken well yes they show the home off amazingly but you can also see some some subtle 
issues that you may you may find to be fine, but you may object to. And they can they can be a tell on how well this home has been maintained. So I'd say sit in the image because if you just start spit staring at some at, at some finishes, a wall, flooring, in corners around baseboard, if you sit in that image long enough, you're going to start to see things that you didn't see previously. Sometimes people complain about the wide angle lens. And <clears throat> I'm not a photographer, but just from looking at pictures, I can see that some some lenses are so wide angled that there's some major distortion in the picture. And and it's it's next to impossible to try and <clears throat> try and calculate the size of rooms that way. Um, some wide angles are just subtle. And and really and truly I don't mind a little bit of a wide angle shot that captures a little more room provided we're not getting we're not getting super distorted. Um, but let's see more house if we can because we're limited in how many photos we can upload on a, on a listing. So let's let's get as much in as we can. Now what I suggest is you use those images to make your decisions about size of room and the layout of the room. But look at the look at the dimensions because in that listing also is an opportunity for the realtor to put in dimensions and use those in concert with one another because the dimensions are they should be hard factual numbers that you can count on. Uh, there's been many times that I've viewed homes with buyers and we've went in there they they've They've thought that this is a, a good a good home, has good potential for them. And we get in there and they, they see the rooms and they go, oh, this is much smaller than what I thought it was on the listing. And then I might ask, uh, did you look at the dimensions? And then they'll, they'll pretty much always at that point say, no, no, we actually, we didn't look at the dimensions. So I would, I would for sure... Um, recommend doing both uh, because that's going to give you and that's I don't know if that's really reading between the lines or, or using different aspects rather in combination with one another um, room sizes what should you be looking for well now this this is a very personal thing because if you're coming from uh, living downtown Toronto you're your ideal of room size is going to be different than somebody who's been living in Northumberland County all their life because people are used to smaller spaces. But generally speaking, I, I like to say I like a, when a bedroom size is double digits both ways, so a 10 by 10. Typically, that size of a room, you're going to have space for your bed and your furnishings and, and be able to walk around. Now, if it... Uh, if you have only nine feet on one way, but you, you gain an extra foot or two the other way, maybe you have a nine by 11, nine by 12, well then that all depends. Uh, it still might work. It still might work, but that, that depends on you. So I'd recommend as you're looking at listings, a neat thing to do is to measure the spaces you live in today and say, okay, this space works for me. How big is that? And make some notes. Make some notes that you can keep beside the computer as you're looking through these listings and say, okay, I need a bedroom to be this big. Well, or, or maybe the space you've been living in has been plenty and, and you can pare it down. And maybe you want to take some painter's tape at home and just to uh, tape off a smaller section to see if you could actually live in it. Um, the other thing, the other uh, thing about um, room sizes can be kitchens. Uh, you know, you run into the odd alley kitchen, and some people don't mind. They find it, it forms a really neat sort of um, uh, user's triangle where it's just a, a step or half step uh, this way and that way, and several countertops and and appliances can be reached. And for other people, they find it way too confining. So think about 
what kind of space you want for the kitchen space, a really important space to be considering. And look at the images at the same time as you're looking at the dimension sizes. So one of the things, oh, the other thing I should mention is the kitchen table or the dining room table. There's a lot of dining rooms that exist in homes that are very restrictive to how big the table can be. So when you're looking at that image and looking at the dimensions, especially the image, I find the image can help here, is take a look at the table, take a look at the chairs. If they're tucked in under the table, um, imagine a body uh, pulling that uh, chair away and, and is there actually room to walk around the table? So somebody on the far side of the table, can they actually walk around the people sitting on the other sides so that they can get out? Um, and, and you can do that easily if, if you don't see big distortion on the furniture, uh, that the wide angle lens was just way too large. Um, if, if things don't seem distorted, an image can often uh, give you the tell there. The other thing on images, if you look close on the exterior, shingles. Take a look at shingles. Um, because you can, it's surprising how often I can tell that shingles are, and now it can't be slight wear, you're not going to see that, but when there's some major wear on shingles, they, it can show up on those images. And then, and then if it's a south-facing uh, side of the house where, where most of the elements, the sun uh, hits it, then, then you pretty much can assess that that's the worst side. But if you're seeing wear on a side that's, say, north-facing, then then you can just say, you know what, the south-facing side's like possibly even worse. The, and another, another thing, uh, we talked about this just a few minutes ago, is when you're sitting in that image and say you're looking at flooring, and, and I, would, I would break things down. Like, I, I don't want to just look generally at the image. I want to look at the flooring. And if you're looking at a hardwood flooring, even an old hardwood flooring on a sunny day in an image will shine. And, and it'll seem better than it actually is. Uh, but there's still other tells, especially, say, with a laminate, uh, a cheaper or medium-grade laminate flooring. Look for seams because sometimes the, the lamination will curl. You can see things like that. Uh, you can start to see wear and tear more as you sit in that image. And, and don't be fooled by the initial gloss on, say, a, a, a hard wood, wood style flooring because they pretty much all will gloss. So something to be aware of. Carpeting. Take a look at carpeting and, and look at it for a little longer than, than you think you need to. And you, you might start to notice staining. You might start to notice uh, wrinkles where, where carpeting needs to be stretched. Um, or, or maybe it just needs to be removed. Um, room to room. This is something I'd like to point out. When we're looking at images room to room and you're trying to find get a feel of what this home is all about and whether whether it has the right vibe for you i mean maybe you're you're going to go in there and you're going to change all the flooring and then this is uh, a mute point but maybe you're not maybe by the time you buy this home it's all you can spend well take a look and find out is all the flooring on one level the same or nearly the same or is there a different flooring in each room and when we finally get there, we're going to have like this patchwork of various flooring and, and lose continuity that we may otherwise have with, uh, with a similar flooring going through the same floor. So because we're looking typically at one room at a time, we're not really comparing uh, to see if the flooring is all the same. If you're, if you're drawing up a sheet of things to check as you're going through listings, put that on your check sheet for checking to make sure that the flooring has continuity because it, it, it certainly does make a big uh, difference. It, and that goes to, holds true for walls. You might think it's boring to paint a, a lot of walls the same color, but when you see it done and you see it done with the right colors, 
it's smart. It is just a smart look. So take a look at that. You're looking at walls. If you sit in that image, you're going to see if walls have staining, staining maybe around light switches, if it has chipping. You'll even see um, like a modeling where if they've touched up paint and it's just like a tone-on-tone difference. If you sit in that picture, in that image long enough, you'll actually point some of these things, you'll be able to point some of these things out. And I'm not saying that chip paint or stain paint is a deal breaker. But as you start to add up all these little things that you see or don't see in a listing, you're getting an idea. You're putting all the pieces together to get an idea about how this home has been cared for, how it's been maintained. So all part and parcel of being good at looking through listings. Well, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty. Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. We're going to take our last break now. Uh, Join us when we come back and we are going to be wrapping up how to analytically look at listings on realtor.ca and weed out, weed out the ones, the homes that we really don't want to waste our time seeing. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And before the break, we were talking, well, we're talking in general about how to look at MLS listings on Realtor.ca or the listings that uh, you can receive through your local realtor and how to be analytical, how to put the pieces together because not not any one aspect of that listing is going to tell the whole story. And before the break, we I was talking about sitting in the image, looking at that image longer than you would typically look at an image and <clears throat> starting to see things that you wouldn't normally see because they're there. They're often there. And uh, just the one last thing I'd like to mention about that is we can often look at the floors and the walls. Don't get caught up in their furniture. If they have beautiful furnishings, they're going to they're gonna likely go. They're not part of the deal. Don't get caught up if these people have exquisite taste in wall hangings and, and they just know how to put things right or it's been staged. Look at, look at what you're going to buy because that's what you get. And the other thing in these listings is chances are you're not really looking at ceilings in the listing, but they're there. The ceilings are there. Make a point when you're going through to look at ceilings because you'll be surprised at times that you'll see uh, some slight staining or maybe some slight repair work that has been done. Uh, It's a tell. If you're if you're concerned with being accurate at the homes you're viewing and having them worthwhile, take a look at the ceilings as well. When you look at these listings, those are the those are the big ones. Now we come and and the description the the images that they're in they're in pretty much every listing. But now, how about the bonus features? When you go on Realtor.ca, you're going to see a multimedia. Uh, chances are you're going to see a multimedia uh, link. Take that link. Click on that link because that's where you're either going to find a video <clears throat> of the home. It might be a video of the inside, outside, or both. You may find a drone video within that uh, multimedia link. Or maybe what you're going to find is you're going to find a uh, uh, virtual tour. And if you go to the virtual tour, those virtual tours can have, they can contain additional images that didn't fit into the uploaded realtor.ca. They can include the videos we're talking about. And and quite often they'll include floor plans. And floor plans also help in combination with the pictures, in combination with the dimensions, get some good floor plans in there and and now you're not going to be fooled you're you're going to know 
what this house is about as far as the functionality and and maybe what can fit in this home. So check out the multimedia aspect of of that uh, listing. And and when it comes to floor plans, there's a lot of realtors doing floor plans now. So you know, look for them. And, and if you don't see them, ask for them. And the other thing, we started off today's uh, topic talking about how you might see things listed twice on realtor.ca. Once, once is typically a local listing and the other is typically a TREB listing. Well, look at both listings. If there's options, because I know for me, I'm limited in what I can put in the Northumberland board listing. So maybe I'll have a virtual tour and I'll have a separate, uh, a separate drone video. Well, if they don't fit, they won't fit in both. So then maybe one listing, I put the drone and the other one, I put the virtual tour. So it's worth opening. That's another great thing to mention. It's worth opening both listings. Uh, there's also a, uh, yeah, limitation on description in the TREB listing. So you're, you're not going to read as much. If you press that one that starts with an X, you're not going to read as much description as if you read the local listing. So very important. Um, if you're working with a realtor, if you're just doing starting out and looking on your own on realtor.ca, that's great. You're going to be able to get a lot of information but if you decide to work with the realtor and the realtor starts sending you listings, now you're going to get more details on the home. You're going to uh, be able to find out taxes. And taxes can be an important thing. I, just, I was just talking this morning with somebody about uh, how different areas can be very surprising on their uh, their tax uh formulas. If you have an, an area that's not bringing in much taxes from industry or other sources, then it's the residents who are paying the taxes. Uh, so seeing taxes. And then the other part of this is time on market. Knowing the time on market as a buyer uh, can be an advantage. Uh, knowing time on market and if there's been any price changes as well. And so you may see a listing and it may be listed for X number of days. But did they, did they, that same owner have it listed prior to that listing? Did they just cancel the listing or let it expire and then just start a new one fresh as opposed to extending the listing? Do you have the whole picture by seeing the present day listing? And, and sometimes you do. And sometimes you don't. So I would be, if, the, if everything else in that listing is appealing to you, I'd be asking my realtor, uh, I'd like to see a history on, on the listing of this home and see if it's been listed before and for how long and, and at what price points. Because if they've been lowering their price as they go along, I mean, that's, that's telling you that uh, I think, I would say that's telling you that they're interested in selling and they're doing what they can to find the sweet spot to get this sale. If they've had it listed for two, three years and they've never moved on price, then I would say they got, they got their heels dug in. So if you're, you're thinking, you know what, uh, it's been listed a long time, I'm going to go in a little lower. Well, y you can always try because it doesn't cost anything to try, but don't get your hopes up too much because... They haven't been willing to adjust their price uh, to try and make that sale. Now, if, they've, if they have a terrible-looking listing and the pictures are horrid and, and uh, the descriptions are bad and there's no extra features, well, maybe, maybe it was the listing itself. But more often than not, it's not the listing. Uh, generally speaking, especially in our community, listings are done very well. So time on market is a, is a definite uh, important thing to know. And that you're going to find out when you're working with your local realtor. Inclusions and exclusions. That's another thing to look at. And uh, your, your realtor version will also let you know about that. Um, and on the realtor version, there's, um, there's a section that we have for uh, extra remarks. 
And extra remarks are are a little insight. It's it's notes from one realtor to another, and basically they're additional remarks, notes concerning the home. It could concern the home itself. It could have something to do with the neighborhood, or it might just be an important detail that would affect you as a potential buyer. So this is the extra stuff that you, you're not going to get uh, surfing uh, listings on realtor.ca, but you, you, need to, you need to call up your realtor or find a good realtor to work with. So that basically, that basically are some of the tips, uh, a lot of the tips that, that are going to help you analyze listings better uh, save you time. I mean, it, it, it never hurts to go through homes. It, you, you want to get into homes because the more homes you see personally, the more ready you'll be when the right home comes up to, to make an offer. Uh, saying that, there's going to be a point where you're just going to say, I don't want to go to the homes that I can tell in, in a few moments that just aren't going to work for me. You're, you're going to get a little more discerning about what you're actually willing to take the time and effort to see. These tips uh, I put together to help you uh, accomplish that. So clues and tells, they're often in the listing. Look close, sit in those images, use all the listing component components and, and bundle them together to create the, the big true picture. Uh, ask your realtor for a copy of the listing, the realtor um, copy where there's more information like the taxes and ask if, if at that point you are interested, ask for the history because the history is going to come into play big time, big time when it, it comes to uh, your negotiations. You the more and and once again the more listings you see you you don't want to be so critical that you're not seeing any because the more listings you see, uh, the better the better you're equipped to finally uh, pull the trigger and and make an offer. So, saying that, look closely at the listings, read between the lines, and save yourself some valuable time. If you have any questions or comments about today's show. Or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me. You can contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can always send a message through uh, Facebook. Or the email would likely be better because I, I look at that more often. Uh, my name's Dale Bryant, and I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join me next Thursday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks. <laughs>